I'm so excited. I don't know why. Okay. Hi, Priesties. It is your host, Kate Atella, uh, creator of Pink Priestess Holistic Healing. And I want to say welcome to episode three of Pink Priestess Radio. This week's episode is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is the best place to create, edit, and monetize your very own podcast all in one place. Anchor FM also does the work for you by distributing your podcast um, to so many platforms such as Apple Music, Spotify, Google, and so much more. So this week's episode, we're going to be discussing what exactly is a sex doula. So... I am really excited to have our guest on the show today. I have Miss Andrea Richardson here today, and she is the owner of Womb Care Women. Um, and I do know that you are a full spectrum doula, but um, today I do want to talk about your sex doula slash intimate doula role and I know that you do focus and support black women um, and femme women um, and you said non-binary as mm-hmm. well right mm-hmm. yeah. okay yeah families too families as well so in that okay so before we get into exactly um, what a sex doula is, what your business is, I have been asking every guest that comes on the show this year this question. So I set a theme for the podcast this year, and the theme has basically been like, what is soft life living to you as an individual? And what are some things that you do um, in your life to achieve that, okay. you know, that piece of lifestyle? So what does that mean to you? Hmm. As a like black femme right now, a new entrepreneur, living a softer life means a few things. Ooh. So the Panini Press has kind of bumped my whole life and like shaking it all up. Um, <laughs> one of the great benefits I think is that I can plan my day today. So in softening, I've learned to um, feel out what days feel good to me to be off. So I'll make my own days. Monday is actually my day off. So for me, I, I make Mondays all about radical care. And because um, a lot of astrologists believe that Monday is ruled by the moon, which is all about yeah. self-care and radical care, community care, um, and love. And so for me, loving And being in a soft life means turning my phone off or putting in do not disturb mode. It also means um, cleaning, like cleaning my home. It also means um, making sure that everyone around me knows that Mondays are my day off. So I don't check emails. I don't answer business related texts. Um, I don't... um, talk about business related things at all on that day. I nap, I rest, I lay down, I daydream, I uh, journal a lot. Um, so that's what like to me, like softening into a softened life, that's what it means for me right now. It yeah. sounds a lot like you spend a lot of Monday just honoring you. Mm-hmm. 
and being selfish, but it works in a healthy way because it's like you get that one day to recharge so yeah. you could be there for other people and help other families and, you know, be there for them. So I like that. Yeah. And I know, like, um, we was mentioning that I was listening to your most recent episode on your podcast from the 14th, and you were talking about um, how you take yourself out on dates. I do want to talk about that because I feel like that kind of do touch into that soft life living is being able to love on yourself. I feel like more easily mm-hmm. also creating those boundaries. That's soft life too. Yeah. I like that. So what are your like top two or three favorites, like places to go on a solo date? Mm. Okay. So we were talking earlier I lo- okay, like full adult mode, I love to um, go out to eat with um, like a coupon <laughs> or like straight up um, like a gift card that I have from like a mom and pop store because there are plenty here uh, where I live in St. Louis. Um, I like to spend zero dollars there, but I so like mom and pop places, um, I really enjoy being at home sometimes like we were talking about um, cooking a nice dinner and dessert and like candles and all that. I love to be at home sometimes on solo dates. And then my all, I think, where else do I love to go? Of course, nature. We were talking about nature. So I live like walking distance from one of the most beautiful parks, Tower Grove Park. And um, I love I have a favorite tree there. (laughs) I love to sit and find it and like meditate on it. Um, well, at the base and check out the leaves, like really take a pause. So it's really cool. Yeah, the park, um, a mom and pop restaurant, and also home. Those are my top favorite places to do solo dates. I think that's dope. I think that for me, one, and I just thought about this, but I feel like I love Whole Foods. Okay. And what I used to do is on Sundays, because I was like, I'm not about to cook no Sunday dinner just for me. Right. So I would go to Whole Foods and I would go get some, make me a nice Sunday dinner off of their mm-hmm. hot plate station. That's right. And then I would sit in there and eat. And depending on your Whole Foods location, if you go to one of the more updated ones, they'll have somebody playing a lot of music. And okay. then they also have a bar in there. Yeah. And so you can kind of just like people watch. I love going on dates and people watching. So I like, that's like one of my places. Hopefully okay. definitely one of my places for like a, a little self-care date. And for some reason, I feel like every time I go to Whole Foods to the checkout, I always get a discount. Okay. And it's funny because I always choose the black cashier. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm always going to the lot. Right. And every time I go, they just be like, scoop, scoop. I'm like, I swear that that way this was. They're like, no, it's okay. And apparently I didn't know that, but at Whole Foods, the um the cashiers get like a certain amount that they can discount off for customers. Okay. To use like every day. Okay. So I was like, okay. So that's definitely one of my favorite places to go. So Let's talk about what exactly um, do you provide or do you do as a sex or intimacy doula? Mm-hmm. So I help folks really, I think my mission really 
um, as a sex doula is to help Black women and femmes like prioritize pleasure in their everyday. Um, to really help them um, cultivate more pleasure in their lives and also to um, help them once they figure out that they're worthy of pleasure and that they can have pleasure goals, I help them reach them. So help them with activities to like <laughs> nudges, activities, exercises to kind of nudge them in the direction of their goals and I hold them accountable. What are like some good like goals to set? Would it be like any goals? I want to good. achieve an orgasm, or okay. I want to achieve like yes, maybe out of boundaries. Because I feel like that um, one of the things that keep women maybe also feeling restricted is not or feeling like they have to choose their sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like feeling like they have to be put in a, oh, I'm not straight, I'm gay, or I'm not gay, I'm bi. Or, I feel like that creates resistance in your sexuality as well versus just being like, I just like what I like. It's true. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely something that I've experienced or dabbled in over the past few years because I've always been like, oh, okay, well, she's attractive. When I date a woman, I'm still like, mm, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to try it. But I have encountered, like, sexual situations where it involves another woman. Mm -hmm. Like, three sons, things mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, I think it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. you know? They definitely are. <laughs> I've had some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they are fun, but it also yeah. allowed me to kind of open up my mind more because growing up or even just in my younger adult ages, I always was like, oh, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. Mm. Oh, uh -uh. But then it's like, as I got older, I was like, man, I'm missing out on something. It got to mm. be something out there that I, could, I, I have to try it at least once. Exactly. So I think that, so I think that that helped me in my personal experience deal with you know, any sexual um, belief that I had prior mm -hmm. to was just really like, just try it. Yeah. And I think that my friends helped a lot because they are just all very wow, why, wow, whatever. They're, they're just all types of things. They tried all, they're just all mostly more experienced than me. Okay. And they introduced me to like different sexual, like, experiences that I would not have experienced on my own. Like okay. I have older friends that would be like, Hey, um, we would go out to the club and she would be like, Hey, do you want to go somewhere with me after the club? Let's go to an after party. I'm like, okay. okay. I'm like, where are we going? And then we would end up in a sex club. Okay. And then I would be like, where are we? This is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And experiencing the sex club, I feel like that also broke down a lot of, like, misbeliefs that I had, feeling like, oh, if you do that, then you're going to be labeled as this, or you're going to look mm -hmm. bad, and yada, yada, yada. But seeing those people just be so free, and such, like, a public element, yeah, it was just like, ooh, this is lit. Like, I, I, I could feel how free they felt, and I'm like, this is cool. Y'all don't care, so why should I care? That's cool. It's Shout so, out to your friends. <laughs> Shout out to your good friends. <laughs> Shout out. 
I know they're they're really good. They're definitely we're we're very open to talking about these type of things. And I just feel like now that I'm getting older, I just realized that so many other women deal with that guilt or feeling like mm-hmm. they can't get theirs, I guess, when it comes mm-hmm. to intimate settings. So I definitely wanted to ask you about uh, pleasure mapping and the benefits of it. Because I was listening to one of your podcast episodes when you, I think it was right after you did a workshop or took a workshop for it. And you were explaining a little bit about some of the benefits and what it do. And I don't feel like a lot of us as a collective know about it or utilize it. Yeah, I learned about pleasure mapping during the Panini Press. So there's a sex coach. <laughs> I love how you call it Panini Press. I have so many names. Ponderosa, Panini Press. Um, and other people have like a lot of cool terms for it too. Um, so I, I don't know, I've been following this sex doula on Instagram uh, by the name of Amina Peterson. I think her handle mm-hmm. on IG is ATL Tantra. And she's a sex oh, yeah. coach. A time I think I follow her. Um, and just intimacy coach. And um, I signed up for her Patreon, you know, because I'm interested in learning a lot about intimacy and sex and like really cultivating and helping myself personally and professionally. And um, she had a workshop, workshops on Tuesdays called Tantra Tuesdays. So she taught me how to pleasure map. I think I had heard of the term like years and years ago, maybe, but um, it was the first time that someone like taught us how to pleasure map. So basically pleasure mapping is like this intentional skill um, where you're really exploring, if you're doing it solo, you're exploring um, like intensity in your hands. So um, either deep pressure, soft pressure, feathery pressure, you're thinking about warmth. So your, the warmth of your hands, maybe even the heat of your hands, you're thinking about directions to touch yourself. So either up or down, side to side, boxes or whatnot. Um, and then you're also thinking about speed. So tempo, fast, do you wanna touch yourself slow? Do you want, it's just an intentional act and skill of touching yourself. And it, some of the benefits I think is talking at my pleasure workshop over the weekend is that um, one, it really helps you reclaim your body, uh, during this panini press. I know for me, my body has changed a lot during this time. And so one, you get a hold of like reclaiming your body for yourself. I feel like there are a lot of systems, whether it's sexism, whether it's, um, patriarchy or white supremacy, like they really have they're trying to control our bodies in some way, in some shape, or some form. I feel like pleasure right. mapping helps us return back to ourselves. Um, it also is mad grounding, like as a Reiki practitioner. Mm. It's, I recommend like clients do it before Reiki sessions after. It's just calming. Say you're upset, you're distressed about something, you have a meeting or whatever. You can just pleasure map, try to uncover what you love about just different touches. Um, and it's, it's just, it's almost feels like a, a meditation of some sort, like a mindful meditation practice 
to be in my mind. That's what it is. And then also it helps me personally ease skin hunger, which is like craving for like skin touch. I live alone. So I'm like, during the panini press, it's been hard for us. Yeah, it was. And it was so it's been nice being able to like explore my body and love my body without judgment. Um, and like really get the craving of the that touch like satiated like yeah so, i like yeah. how you've mentioned that because i know it's like me and even like some of my friends is the way we talk about how we can self-pleasure but it's like it's just different when you have a different a body on mm -hmm. top of you or feeling that feeling and the fact that you were like yeah you can do it for yourself and it's just stuff like maybe just like trickling up your arm or maybe like maybe massaging yourself and I definitely did think of Reiki also. It made me think of like reiki in, but with touch. Yep. So it makes it like almost just a little bit more sensual. It does. So very I think sensual. that that would be, and that's something that can be platonic and romantic. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. your friends, not just your partners, um, you know, cuddle buddies or situationships. Yeah, <laughs> I love cuddling. One thing about my friends is like, I don't know. We just have this gay thing for each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that sounds so funny to say, but my friends, like, we love cuddling with each other. You know what I mean? Like, we just enjoy, like, we just, I guess, we love each other and trust each other on that level. So it's right. like, I love cuddling. Even with just my cousins, like, if my cousins are, like, napping or if I find them asleep, or even if we're sitting on the sofa chilling, I have to sit, like, directly next to them. And they be like, can you please scoot over? I'm like, no. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't I didn't realize that. So pleasure mapping, that's definitely something I think I'm going to have to try and tell somebody to try on me. Yeah. Is that the same as like when they use like feathers and like whips and... Uh, are you referring to kink? That's something different. Possibly. Yeah, that's something different. Mm. But I'll be doing a pleasure mapping workshop um, near the spring equinox. You want to okay. to your audience too. It's going to be around, I guess, the 19th of March, I think. Probably the 19th of March. So right around that, I can show y'all um, how to play. Try it. Yeah. I think that that would be good. What are some other like platonic um, intimacy techniques that we could use that will maybe help us with relieving stress or just mm -hmm. trusting our bodies more or helping like like us achieve more pleasure yeah anything i mean anything that you love to do so cooking <laughs> yeah eating even um doing nature Ooh, walks does it. like just taking a stroll down your street or um being outside gardening um just anything anything that you do that really brings you a lot of pleasure you can do um what are some other things that people love? Oh, I love singing. So like mm -hmm. singing to my partner, well, my old partners, or um, what else? Like reading, reading excerpts from our favorite book to each other is a really great way of like non-sexual and sexually too. If you're reading erotica to each other, that's exciting. Um, Maybe even those... sending memes to each other. Yeah, that's, that's a love language. But... It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thing all day or like 
kind of like checking in with them, thinking about you, or sending them sexy texts and stuff like that, like sexting. Oh, shit is sexy too. I love, I love sexting sometimes. It depends. What'd you say? I said I do like sexting sometimes. Yeah, I love it a lot. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot. I went to my sex for four hours. It was real. Like, can you show me like with some techniques? Because I'm so like quirky and goofy sometimes. So it's like I be trying to practice, but like, how? <laughs> what are some what's some good sexy stuff to say? Because sometimes I be trying to Google it. I don't you know. I love to close my eyes instead of singing. Um, hmm. It's just something about like describe like my last sexton person. Um, we were like talking about our styles. We love to use language. We love like um, just, I don't really use like acronyms or like just strange, like different shortening language when I sex. I like to use the whole language. And you and like, like send me a scene, painting a scene, like I'm writing mm. a novel or something <laughs> almost. I'm really trying to, um, I guess in kink, we call it psychological play. So we're really trying to get in the minds of our the people that we are sexting. So I really, I utilize the language. I think about consent. I think about things, that, sensations that they would love, um, feels. Um, I think about everything. I think about role playing too, you know, like creating different, sexy scenes, all sorts of things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds like role play outside of texting already. It sounds exciting for me, but to be able to try it in Texas, is yes. like, that really forces you to be creative. Because I feel like a lot of men don't often know how to, I guess, like sex. It's, it's normally like, hey, yeah. Send me a, here's, here's a dick pic. Here's a dick yeah. pic. I don't really sex guys. Um, I sex women and also non-binary um, folks too. Because yeah, guys, I have. I'm like, you want to sex? You want to sex? They're like, no, we're not interested. So <laughs> a lot of like cisgender men, they don't like it. But yeah. everybody else, yes, we're we're here for it. <laughs> yeah, um, they need to catch up. They I do feel like that they. That would benefit them just as much as it benefits us. And I'm also realizing how a lot of men still don't realize the value of foreplay either. As mm -hmm. far as for like a romantic. As, yeah. I feel like that. Um, You're selfish as hell, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're very much still on some. Um, I have to get mine and then we're good. Because mm -hmm. I was reading your uh, your Pop Sugar article, and you was talking about that, how uh, we are, like, learned that we're supposed to focus on the man being pleased and their pleasure when it comes yeah. to sex. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that that makes us miss out on a lot of other good types of intimacy. And it also yeah. maybe don't allow us as women to feel like we are comfortable enough to speak up sometimes about what we want yeah i don't necessarily think that i have that problem per se mm -hmm. i'm i feel like i'm very like no you need to do this mm -hmm. or this is what i like mm -hmm. or let's work on this but i'm also yes. like what do you like mm -hmm. so that way we can make it work for each other exactly because we can't just both be here and you the only one enjoying it exactly 
Yeah, so I think that for a lot of straight women, that's a real issue. I'm glad I'm queer because I'm like, yo, if I, <laughs> if I uh, leave dudes, I'd be in trouble. I, I, I really it's would. Sad. It is. Yeah. I think that we live in a society that really uh, teaches men to just get theirs. That's a patriarchy. Let's just, it's, it's all me. I get my, I get my orgasm, you know, they, and they're, they're benefiting from it and it's reinforced everywhere around us. So I think that I'm not going to say agree. all men, cause that's not true. I've had some partners that are really loving, um, who have challenged yeah. patriarchy and were like, you know, patriarchy is oppressing us too. If y'all are not getting, you know, your, if your partner's not happy, you should not be happy. Like clearly it, this is a, this is a kind of we're communing together and that's how it should right. be. So I think there are a lot of guys who are really challenging that, but yeah, it does not benefit them either to just care about their own pleasure and move on. So it's really important to stay away, from, I think, from partners like that because it's yeah. very, very toxic. <laughs> I agree. I can't do that. I cannot do that. So I wanted to talk about real quickly some of the questions that you ask for your new clients. I want to pull up okay, I'm ready. questions because I want to see how they make me feel. So... Okay, so I actually, look at this question. You asked them, have they ever been celibate? What are your thoughts about celibacy? That's Let's actually- Celibacy is everything. I'm celibate now. I call myself a celibate hoe. Really? Um, <laughs> I say that too. Oh, well, I kind of just broke that like a week ago, but- I think I, it's important to know um, that- Sometimes sex doesn't involve other people. Sometimes it really involves ourselves, like solo sex is what I like to call kind of masturbation. Um, I think that it can be a great time to like think and to be spiritual and to like really find out um, what pleases us. Like it's a great time. And sometimes we have to, to honor that, you know, sometimes it, it sucks, <laughs> but sometimes it's it can, if used correctly, it can be really a good time to kind of fortify our lives and our bodies and prioritize our sexual health. So yeah, I think everyone should kind of be celibate sometimes, bro. Just take a break, <laughs> and then before they I get agree. back out there, I agree. I feel like that. Um... I went to like I went through like a little breakup, and I feel like after a breakup, it's good to you know hoe it out a little bit. But then after you <laughs> collect yourself and realize that there's some healing that needs to be done because you're hoed out because you were hurting, then go on your journey, go on your yeah. take that time out. I I stay celibate honestly, and people be like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I go most of the year without having sex. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I feel like as I got in further on my spiritual journey, I don't need, I, I just don't always need it. It's not a need for me when, like you said, when you can do it for yourself and you took that time out to really learn what you like as a yeah. person, as a woman, um, and take that time to actually practice on yourself. It makes it, yeah, I feel like you can do it. I tell a lot of girls be like, I can't do it. I can't be celibate. I'm like the first 90 days, 
the first 90 days, you might still have those urges and be like, dang, should I call him? Should I text him? No, don't do it. Go read a book. Go mm-hmm. read some Zane books or something. You know, take, utilize it oh, in a different Zane. way. I don't like Zane. You don't like Zane? <laughs> it's like <laughs> penis-centered. I'm like, can I find some other, like, just diverse sex somewhere else? Yeah. But, yeah. but like, erotica is everything. It is very, like, Looking back, they are really good books. One of my favorite eroticas for some reason is Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know why, okay. but I like it. Have I've you read that read book? Mm-mm. I'm not interested. It's, it's whitewashed, but yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Um, I think it made me realize that I would be open to um the, I guess, what they call it? BDSM. Yeah. It just kind of made me think about, oh, I want to try it. You want to learn about BDSM from a Black perspective, join um, the Kink Lounge. Um, look mm. them up on Instagram and also Clubhouse, too. Yeah. I don't. I love Clubhouse. With people who are non-Black and kink. Because it's different. It means very different things for us. You said it's called the Kink House? Lounge. Oh, Kink Lounge. Mm-hmm. The Kink Lounge. They're on uh, the Clubhouse and also <laughs> Instagram, too. I'm writing this down because, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, and I'm also, um, I just think that I am also a sucker for a good love story, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how we understand that when it comes to relationships or when it comes to dating, you can't change that person. They have to want to change for themselves. But I think I really just enjoyed their love story behind it because she was a girl, a white girl who actually did have like issues. You know what I mean? Like they always portray these characters sometimes to be so perfect and have a Mm -hmm. two parent house home, yada, yada, yada. It's just that they're, their connection and how they came together and how she kind of helped him heal his trauma that he was suppressing for so long because he went through a really bad childhood and the way that she actually was a student that interviewed him. She was a student. That's what you really needed. He needed it. No, he really did. I don't think I would date him. But I wouldn't date him. But, uh, you know, it just okay. kind of put me open into, like, those other ideas. But, yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, sex therapy, regular therapy. I've been to sex therapy. Can you talk about that real quick? Because I actually heard you mention that you have a sex therapist on your podcast. And I was wondering, is that, like, what do you what, what, what? What a session yeah, be like. I mentioned um, Dr. Lex, who's really dope. She's a she's a sex educator, sex therapist, and a relationship coach. Um, mm. I'm a survivor of SA, and so I have a lot of trauma from that. And I've had to kind of sort through my trauma in order to like live a more healthy sex life. So um, mm. it was just it was really helpful. 2020. I was working a full-time job and like during that time we had no co-payment for therapy. So I was going, I was using was like, I need it every day. Two, uh, two times a week. I went to therapy for like months and it was everything I needed it during the Panini press too. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was needing it. So, 
um, my therapist okay. at the time, Dr. Lex, she helped me uncover. Okay, so she gave me this sheet. I'm gonna write this down. The five circles of sexuality. It's like this sheet. It has like five bubbles, and it um, it's like part of sexualization and intimacy and body image and just different bubbles. And she was like, "Yo, on our first session." Um, look at these bubbles and see where you need support in. And I was looking, I was like, okay, I got my sexuality. I'm like, I know what that is, body image, this, that. And then I went to like the intimacy bubble and I was like, it was like, hmm, intimacy, um, there's caring and sharing. So there's like reciprocal movement here. <laughs> there's um, also being vulnerable, um, trusting vulnerable and trusting and how that those two work together and then um self-disclosure like being honest or transparent with folks um and trusting that they will be honest <laughs> and like really re receptive so intimacy has always been a struggle i think because as a survivor i have like known how it feels to be out of control so um dr lux really helped me get to the root of like why I was having trust issues um, and like kind of helped me sort them out. So I would definitely recommend anybody if you can afford it. Um, at the time I had very good insurance. So I'm gonna say that too, because everyone can access therapy. Um, but um, I know that there are sliding scales for people and some therapists really offer that, but I would recommend it if you're able to afford it. I mean, if you have access to it, whether it's virtually or like in person, well, should, if you're a survivor, go to sex therapy, because it's out here for us um, to help liberate ourselves. I think that that's amazing. I wish that that was something I've been knew about, because I definitely had some um, experiences in my life also. But I feel like that a lot of us as Black women have um, throughout our life and knowing that we actually do have something specifically to help heal that wound trauma mm -hmm. and allow us to be able to work through it to have these healthier sexual experiences and relationships. It's really good because yeah. I feel like I did a lot of mine um, on my own, mm -hmm. which um, I'm happy that I was able to, but I probably would have been excited to have, you know, somebody else to. But so like, she's really culturally competent. She was like, she would say things like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to micro drag you. <laughs> and like, she would just be so cool. I love Dr. Lex. I, I mean, like to me, I joke about how like Dr. Lex is like hood famous. Cause if you Google her, you will find like, she's really good. And she's on Instagram. Yeah, she is. I think her Instagram is Lex sex doc. <laughs> like sex doc okay mm -hmm. yeah that's but she's so there. gorgeous and she's amazing a friend of mine who's also a therapist actually recommended dr lex to me um she is king positive she's also po poly positive too because i'm poly um she also knows how to deal with like sexual trauma so I, that was one of the things I emailed him, like, are you, you know, do you help people with sexual trauma? That's she's really like, dope. So answer, do you, that's important to me personally. She sounds like we all need her. 
We do. Before everybody book her, let me get my sessions in first. I just got insurance with my job too. I'm about to see what she's talking about. Thank you. So I see that you mentioned uh, being polyamorous. How do you deal with, I guess, like not balancing that energy with more than one person, not being jealous and... Oh, I am jealous. I'm being jealous. (laughs) I feel, well, not we all do. I'm not going to lie, because there's people out here who really aren't, and I wish that was me, but then again, I'm like, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't. I think that, um, for me, my poly looks like relating with different people. It just, it doesn't mean, when people think of polyamory, they think, uh, oh, I'm fucking this person, I'm fucking this person, Ah, sex everywhere. No. (laughs) it means you're relating with different people so i could have a flirtationship which i like to say flirtationship over here with this person i could be emotionally invested with this person moving through i could be sexually involved with this person um we could have friendships um demisexual friendships too um platonic i feel like polyamory for me is just another term for relating so and um when it comes to like romantic relationships i think i always be kind of jealous i'm a scorpio um i think it's all about how you manage yourself in your jealousy um and like know that when i first started my first poly love in 2014 i realized that like when i get jealous or i don't think i do this now because i've grown i really be shutting down i shut down and like mm. my your inner kid comes out when you're in these dating relationships. So I'm yeah. Sure I feel like I can't use my voice, um, all that. So I think that it's all about knowing yourself, knowing like when you're jealous, like how to manage it, how to communicate. You know, I know now to like say, hey, I'm jealous about this and that, and you know, just be open and honest about it. But it's still, you know, and not expect my partner to change their behavior because that jealousy that's inside of me that's something that i have to manage on my own and they can you know they can help and assist but that's my job um so yeah i think since 2014 being poly just means relating with different people in different ways in respectful in a respectful way it's not all about sex like people think they like yeah. It's mainly, it's mainly men though. I think because men are always like, I want two women. But like, but you have to understand that. Do you have that ability to make them both feel safe, to mm-hmm. make them both feel equally loved and cared yeah. about? Like, it's beyond just swinging the dick. See, yeah. yeah. And is the demisexual like a friends with benefits? Demisexual is actually people who are part of the asexual spectrum. So people that Mm. are, they have to have some sort of intellectual or emotional connection in order to have sex. Like it has to be really strong. So um, it also, yeah, it's part of like the asexual spectrum. So people have to really have that type of connection in order to feel Mm. like they want to fuck, I guess. Yeah. I'd be thinking I might be on the spectrum too, but we'll see. Possibly, yeah, because I've been thinking about sapiosexual when okay. I think about that when you say Demi, the way that you explain Demi, it makes me think of like sapiosexual because I feel like that's me. Like, 
Oh, I feel like maybe, and also because I don't know, my Venus is Sag, my Mercury is Sag, so I, it's like I love a good talk game. Like if you yeah. can talk to me nice, I'm in there. Okay. If you can like keep me on an intellectual level, then yeah. I'm like, yeah, we we got to do it. Like, yeah, I need to see what it's hitting on because now <laughs> I know you're smart. You like to read books, like yeah. I guess I, I love it's the brain for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I love a smart individual. Like, if you're yeah. smart and then you, we can have really good conversations. Because I'm like, I like to talk about the weird shit. I want to talk about aliens. Okay. I want to talk about trauma healing. Okay. I want to talk about conspiracy theories. Like, I'm like, elevate my mind. Put me on to something. So I love somebody that can teach me something. I'll be hooked. I also think that, you know, the I guess desire for sex or the importance of sex too plays a part in Jimmy's sexuality too. Some people sex is not that important to them. Um some people it kind of mid is it's just like all sexuality is on a spectrum. So the desire to for sex or importance of sex in relationships is different. It's just different scales for demisexual folks. I'll look more into that. I like that demisexual. Um, I like it. I feel like I really asked all of my questions today. Ooh. I got some good information. What else? Okay, my last question. Okay. Um, in closing, how can we as Black women feel more worthy of the ultimate pleasure? Um, What's the ultimate pleasure? Whatever that could be for us, really. Okay. So would you suggest things like, um, what are some like techniques that you teach your clients that we could do on our own mm-hmm. um, if we couldn't afford like sex doula services? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing, if people aren't clear about them feeling worthy of, of like having their own pleasure, I would start off with affirmation. I would really, I would write them down. I would say them out loud. I would share them with trusted friends. I would, um, my cat's coming this way, my baby girl. Um, I would teach them how to pleasure map so that they can uncover their bodies and like really uncover like just the magic that they are physically. Um, Cause that doesn't cost much. I would also have them do activities. There's my baby girl. She about to put her butt in the camera for real, for real. (laughs) Um, I would say, let's see some activities. Learning how to pleasure map. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I would also say looking at, oh yeah, exercises like looking at yourself in the mirror for 10 minutes without judgment or like writing those affirmations down and really appreciating your body, like the parts of your body that you, you really do love and like try to grow into the ones that you have issues with. I would say talk to trusted friends who you know are not toxic and, <laughs> and who have <laughs> relationships. And like say, you know, ask some questions like, is this crazy? Is this healthy? Um, what's going on? I also would say that, um, I would say to follow folks online 
follow sex therapists like Afrosexology. They talk about uh, pleasure and kink and sex um, and how it's liberating for black people. But Afrosexology, I definitely would follow Amina Peterson, ATL Tantra. I would follow, like, I would just go to the search button and be like, black therapist, like black sex therapists or black um, pleasure coaches or black sex doulas. And I would follow, like really get a vibe for the people there. And I would really start following them. I would, um, I think I mentioned too this in the article, um, sign up for their Patreons, like support them in that way, go to their workshops, um, which are relatively cheap. Um, what else? I would say journal create a pleasure journal of things mm. that really like satisfy your soul, your body, your mind. Um, I would say that really think about the everyday things that really make you happy and do them often because adulting is hard and it'll beat you up. <laughs> that is true. It will. You know, adulting is really hard. And um, yeah, I would say, I think I had mentioned those in the articles too, but what else would I would ask folks to do? Ooh, girl, really? Um, yeah, I think those things. <laughs> I think those are really good things <laughs> to do and free to little to no money. I think that one of my tips I would say is that, you know, people have their personal opinions about Sheen, but get you some cheap lingerie. Mm -hmm. and, Most definitely. Um, I like makeup and Me I too. will sit there and play in makeup. Yeah, I will buy palettes and sit there and do my lashes, do my eyebrows, do my makeup and just sit in the house I, with some cute pajamas, like exactly. just to watch TV with a glass of wine, you know, like tap into that rich housewife vibe. Exactly. And I feel like when you do it for yourself, it's going to help you raise your vibration to attract somebody that wants to do that with you too. Yes, if that's your goal. You know, it's yeah. a goal. Um, I love lingerie too for myself. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, let's put it on for my boo. And like for me, like my past partners have gotten mad because they be buying lingerie. And I'm like, this is for me. You bought it for me. Like I don't show any of my partners. Uh, well, in the past, my lingerie. I'm like, this is for me. Like this is only for me. This is cute. I feel sexy. This is not a performance. And I think that's one thing, like, Black straight women, like, really get deep. Like, everything is a performance. <laughs> we out here just, we got to look for good for our man. We got to, you know, we got to do this for them, this for them, this for them. It's like, we don't have to. We, no. we can do all the things. We can put on lingerie. We can put on high heels, makeup, do it for ourselves. You know, and not perform. Exactly. Um, what was the quote? Um, my work is not for the male gaze. It's like I do it for the. When it was like she was like I do it for the bitches. <laughs> I started laughing. That's weak. I was oh, like, period. I don't care about you. Men's like, what do y'all bring? No, it was like we do this for the other girls, so we can be mm -hmm. like, yes, girl, you look looking cute. Because yeah. I feel like we hype ourselves up the best. The best. Because yeah, we understand each other the best. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. I would love. I'm gonna have you back on another episode because I want to okay. talk about like your birth doula side. Okay. Also, 
And then also your death doula side. Too. Okay, yeah. So we have a lot more levels to discuss. Okay. Um, how can our listeners find you, connect with you? Are you accepting new clients? Of course. Um, where are you located? Okay, yes. I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm in the Midwest. Lord have mercy, save me. <laughs> um, I actually, my I'm working on a master plan to move to Baltimore because I love mm. this coast. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Like, to be honest, I'm like, y'all do it too much in Atlanta and like, well, in Georgia. From what I hear in the news, I'm like, I don't know. I'll come to visit and I'll do pleasure mapping workshops, but I don't know about moving there. But I have some really good friends there too. My uh, old life coach lives in Atlanta. but yeah, folks can follow me on Instagram. I have a sex doula like handle. It's um, sensual sweet coaching. That's me. They can um, email me at Andrea at wound care woman. Woman is spelled W-O-M-X-N dot com. Um, they can even text me on my business line. 314-669-885 or no, 5182. There we are. Um, where else? Let's see. Yeah, you can find me in these spaces. And then also catch my pleasure mapping workshop in the spring equinox. It's going to be March 19th, more than likely. Um, probably 25 bucks. So it's about an hour and a half workshop to like really learn about pleasure mapping and then also tips on um, how to prioritize pleasure in your life and then also um, learning about different sexual uh, sexuality coaches and different um, sex novelty shops that I really love that are mostly black women owned so yeah my favorite through y'all so that's my favorite that's my favorite I'm like black queer and novelty shop I'm like yes lord so Yes, I'm I'm excited. I was so excited to have you on here because I feel like I have a lot of, you know, like straight women, straight guests on the show, but I definitely don't want my audience to feel like there's no room for them. Yeah. I do have some queer audience, so I feel like you could bring a lot of different viewpoints. Um, That's what queerness is all about. And healing and everything like that. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. This is on my mind, but like, okay. what is something that we can do? I guess as straight women or black women, um, to help or to connect more to queer community or queer women. You know, I feel like sometimes it's a disconnect, or sometimes it's like there. I just see sometimes like internet battles. It's like I'm more woman than you, and yada yada yada. I'm like, what can we do to just get along? Excuse me. <laughs> you know that that's wild that's really bold for people to say um i think that i'm sure straight women have queer friends i'm sure they do even if they don't identify as queer i'm sure to me queerness is just about taking a thing or taking an idea or taking just concepts and like tweaking it i question everything in life I question patriarchy, I question sexism, um, misogynoir, like the, just hatred of black women. I I like think about it, I analyze it. Um, and then also I'm attracted to 
not just women. I'm attracted to a lot of, I actually consider myself pan. Like I really just love energy. Like I, right now I have a crush on like non-binary mask and them. Like I just love energy. And I think that, I think for straight women, I wish that um, they would just, a lot of them would be more open-minded about their friends, friendships. Um, not every queer woman is into you or attracted to you. Like that's kind of weird stereotype. I think that's weird too. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not my type. Um, my friends aren't even my type. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, we friends. Um, I think that just sexualizing them in that way is weird um, because it's not about just be friends, just be homies, like figure out what values you have. Do you have shared values, professional, personal, do you value security, safety, vulnerability, authenticity? Like those are the basis of friendships. And <laughs> if we have that in common, then we're set, you know, um, I don't have like biphobic or homophobic friends, you know, and I feel like straight women, they shouldn't because it's not just a harm to queer people. It's a harm to you to um, really dislike or like have phobias like that. It's, it's very harmful to everybody, everybody. Right. And um, yeah, I don't know, because a lot of my friends are queer. <laughs> so I'm like, I, don't I have a, do I have, I'm like, do I have any straight, mostly straight relatives. <laughs> Relatives, but I'm like, do I have? I'm like, my best friend is queer. I'm like, I'm like, is anybody in my circle straight? <laughs> family that's that's straight, of course. Like, but yeah, I like, love I that. Know. I guess everybody is like, um, on the spectrum of queerness or bi or pan. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, just do what makes you happy. Like, it's true. Because at the end of the day, they're all labels. They're all labels. And then, like, why who created them? Anybody else's life. Like, do fucking you. <laughs> do what makes you That's happy. That's my thing. Like, like, the Panini Press uh -huh. has taught us life is too short to be worried about. Mind the business that pays you. Like, mind the business that pays you. Exactly. So. I like how you was like, I have a non binary crushes because I, I have a non binary crush too. Okay. Do you watch House of the Dragon? Never. I've heard of it. I've never watched it in my life. You have to watch it. I don't know. She's a, she's a white woman, so you might be a little. But I think you should watch it. I think you would like it, oh, so we can watch. talk about it. The way I did a five shows, I'm like, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I know, I know. But House of Dragons. That's what I. It's actually it's it's really good. It's okay. really good. I'm gonna. That is one of my, I guess, you know, white shows that I love. Like Game of Thrones, because it, it's very, it just makes me look at stuff and look back in the day and be like, these people were ruthless to each other mm -hmm. way back before we was even involved. My baby you know? girl, my fur baby is actually named after one of the characters. Um, Arya? Really? Yeah. yeah. At, I, I love Arya. Adopted you her. When I adopted her, they were like, this is Arya. She was named to Game of the Thrones. I'm like, I've never seen this show in my life. But you know, I, I Arya is badass. Arya was badass. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. But she's you incredible. might like this show. Yeah, you might Small like it. Small but mighty. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this is the end of the show. I normally have a whole closing. Okay, you guys. So, 
That is a wrap on the episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you follow us on Pink Priestess Holistic um, and Pink Priestess Radio. We have a lot more dope guests that's going to be coming on the show this year. So be sure to listen and support. Um, you're also able to show your support um as a monetary supporter and you can leave us a donation on our anchor.fm app which just allows us to pay for production calls equipment guests more episodes better episodes and so many things like that our patreon is up for um pink priestess radio now yes i already have um, a few videos up that shows how you can write universal checks for manifesting more money or more abundance into your life. I am actually doing this week another video that shows how to dress candles. One's going to be for self-love. One is going to be for romance. And one is going to be for just a general attraction um and like a higher vibrational energy so i'm going to include the list of the herbs the oils what to do and i will be putting this on the site for our mob mob which is our top tier patreon um Mm -hmm. membership that we have so i'm super excited about that um yeah and i will see you guys on there i'm offering free readings free reiki sessions um quarterly subscription boxes for our top tier members so we got a lot of great things coming for you guys this year and that is a wrap so um thank you guys for joining us today and i hope that you guys have a good day bye I pressed the wrong button. It's okay. We leave it now.